The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. With a vision comes new life, and vision isn't like something mystical. It's more like a GPS, like Google Maps, okay? It has a destination, it has your current location, and it gives you your time mm -hmm. estimates, sure. traffic warnings, and so on, okay? Well, that's, we show you how to map out a vision in any area of your life. Stephen Scott went through nine jobs in the six years after college. Then, using the principles found in the book of Proverbs, he built over a dozen companies. You're so kind. Some of you clapping and smiling. It makes us feel good. Welcome to Life Today. I am James Robinson. Betty is here. Betty's had a few little challenges recently. You might have missed her. <laughs> and uh, just uh, really and truly, you just keep praying. The Lord just restores her health and a need that really troubled her. And we appreciate you doing that because prayers have been answered. Well, we've got one of our best friends back. And by the way, you notice we don't invite a lot of our enemies in here. <laughs> and, and really the fact is we would be so happy for those who consider themselves our enemies to come and sit down and talk to us. And because they would find that we might not agree with them and we don't plan to get in bed with our enemies, but we will love them. Mm. And we gladly communicate. But this is a friend. And he has a, a new series teaching. I mean... The guy is just amazing how he takes the Word of God and just releases it like a flood. This is Proverbs power. Now, you know, he took the words of Jesus and the greatest words ever spoken. Of course, he talked about, the, you know, the wealth that the, one of the richest men in the world ever, you know, could talk, teach us. He's taught us a lot of stuff. But this Proverbs power is now available in a, in a teaching series where we'll take the components related to the power of Proverbs and Steve Scott just lays it out because he, you know, he's, he's able to, to sell, but God's moved him so far beyond that. He's built billion dollar companies and he's made people very, very wealthy. And he says, I have enough to get by myself, okay? <laughs> That's not the real, the real deal. The real deal is he wants us to, to be in the Word, Betty, and have the Word in us. He's really a joy to be around, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. So would you welcome Steve Scott back to life today? <laughs> Steve, good to see you, man. It's great to be here. You told me before we came out here, because I, I couldn't remember back, you know, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you are, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you can understand. <clears throat> you say you've been coming 12 years? 12 years. Now, first time you came, what were you 2006, about? Mm -hmm. I had just come out with the book, The Richest Man Who Ever Lived, mm -hmm. King Solomon's Secrets to Success, Wealth, and Happiness, and of course, it was on the book of Proverbs, and, uh... Proverbs changed my life. I, I went from atheism to Christianity when I was 16 through the ministry of C.S. Lewis in the book Mere Christianity. Oh, boy. And so I, I, I uh, loved my ministry. I had a, a ministry throughout my life after that. And, uh, but I couldn't succeed in business. And I really tried. I was married. I ended up having children. And I lost nine jobs in my first six years after college. And I asked people to show me their hands, how many have lost nine jobs in six, and I only found one person, and he was a pastor. It's <laughs> yeah, easy to understand. Yeah. And, uh, but I couldn't succeed, and after I, I lost my fifth job, my best friend was visiting me from Chicago. His name was Gary Smalley. He hadn't written any of his books yet. 
And he, I considered him very wise because he had gray hair. Uh, <laughs> he was eight years older than me. I was 26 and he was 34. Wow. And uh, I said, Gary, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I have a college degree. I understand my field, which was marketing. Uh, I'm not stupid. I have an okay IQ and I'm not lazy. I'm first in, last out at every job I work at, but I just can't succeed. I can't hold a job for more than six months and I don't know what to do. And Gary was wise. He said, let me pray about it. You know, so many times when we tell people a problem, they shoot from the hip. But Gary was wiser than that. And he said, let me pray about it. The next morning, he comes into our little tiny house. We had a 1,200-square-foot house. And he said, how would you like to be wiser than all your bosses? And I said, yeah, right. And he said, no, no, there's something you can do. If you do it for two years, in two years, you'll be wiser than all your bosses. And in five years, you'll probably be a millionaire. And that was really ridiculous. I never made more than $13,000 in a year. I never made more than half of the average wage earner in America. But he got my curiosity going. So I said, okay, what do I do? He said, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, 31 days in the month. Every day, read the chapter of the day with pencil and paper in hand. Write down the wisdom and insights you gain and begin to use those in your work. And he said, do that for two years. It'll take you through Proverbs 24 times. And I promise you, everything will change. Well, I started doing that. And 18 months into it, I went through, in the next 18 months, I went through jobs six, seven, and eight. <laughs> but on job number nine, using the wisdom from Proverbs, I doubled the company sales from 30 million to 60 million. And with that, I had an offer from a friend to back me in my own business. He had $5,000 and I had an idea. <laughs> well, using the wisdom I found in Proverbs, five months later, our tiny little company, our sales hit a million dollars a week. Wow. And uh, so Gary was wrong. I wasn't a millionaire in five years. I was a millionaire in two and a half. Wow. Wow. But I never chased money. I did what Proverbs says. Proverbs says, if you chase after wealth, it'll take up wings like an eagle and fly off into the heavens. But he said, in all labor, there's profit. So you guys do your labor and God blesses it. You haven't become wealthy, but you have fed mm -hmm. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. You've put shoes on the feet of hundreds of thousands of kids. You've provided clean water all over the world. Mm -hmm. Why? In all labor. It's your labor and it's motivated by love. And, uh, but I discovered that Proverbs really, it answers every question any of us could ever have about anything, marriage, uh, business, uh, if you're an employee or an employer, it doesn't matter. Proverbs has the answer and Solomon penned it. It was God's wisdom, but the only man ever to live Proverbs perfectly of course, was the Lord Jesus Christ. Solomon couldn't even do it. No. All right. So you put all the teaching into a presentation that's mm -hmm. very easy for people to get. We're offering everyone the first, which is successful communication. Right. Let me ask you why you started that. And by the way, you have a study guide right. that goes with communication. And then we have a study guide that goes with the other five areas that mm -hmm. you cover. Name the other five, too. We've touched communication. It's okay. critically important, and you're going to expand on that. Right. One is important. called the happiness secret. Today, people aren't happy. They're entitled, okay? They have more money, more knowledge, more everything than any generation in history, but they're not happy. 
Well, Solomon reveals what the key to happiness is. So we get into that in the happiness secret. Another one are the four qualities that make you valued. Most people today don't feel valued. They don't feel valued by their boss, by their spouse, by their children, uh, by the world. We measure ourselves by the world and we don't feel valued. And yet God loved us so much that he gave his only son mm -hmm. to die for our sins. That means we are valuable. Mm -hmm. And so Solomon reveals four qualities that when you work on those four qualities, your value goes way up. And guess what? People don't get rid of people they value. <laughs> you become the most valuable person in a corporation and they make you a partner instead of firing you. Uh, your mate values you. And guess what? They can't do enough to be with you. They love being with you. Mm -hmm. So, but it, it doesn't take a hundred qualities. Solomon reveals only four qualities. That's all you need to become more highly valued. So that's the four qualities that make you value. Another one is on vision. Solomon said, without a vision, the people perish. And it's true about anything in life. If we don't have a vision for our relationship, the relationship begins to die. We don't have a vision for our job, our work, our labor, our inside, we begin to die toward that. Well, the converse is that, of that is true. So where there's vision, new life comes. So we show you how to, how to gain vision and how to vision map what we call vision mapping for the most important areas of your life. You don't do it for everything, but you do it for what's most important to you, including your relationship with God. With a vision comes new life and vision isn't like something mystical. It's more like a, a GPS, like Google Maps, okay? It has a destination, it has your current location. You see the alternate routes you can go, one's fast, one's scenic, and it gives you your time mm -hmm. estimates, sure. traffic warnings, and so on. Okay, well that's, we show you how to map out a vision in any area of your life in that particular one. Breaking through mediocrity, that's my problem. I was mediocre in school, I was lousy in sports. How do you break through mediocrity? Well, Solomon gives us a secret. When you do this, all of a sudden, it literally says when you do this, that you will become advisor to the kings. You'll be respected and admired by anybody in authority when you do this one thing. So we show you how to do that one thing. And we'll right. get into that. Why did you start? We have one of our guests this week is going to talk about mediocrity mm -hmm. and how her life was transformed. Right. And she saw that was by no means she mediocre when she saw the truth. Why did you start with communication? You know, I, I think God is... According to people who listen to me, they believe God gave me a gift to communicate. Amen. And it's more than just talking because oh. you can talk and people not hear one thing you said. No. They just hear the noise, but you don't connect. So when you're talking about communication, mm -hmm. are you talking about somehow speaking in such a way that it actually communicates, it projects, it imparts what it is that you're trying to put across yes. or the point you're trying to make or the question you're seeking sincerely an answer for? Much more than that. All right, so go. all that and much more. Most important part of communication is authenticity. That, you're, that you are sincerely interested in the person you're communicating with. That your goal isn't you, your goal is them. That's authenticity. Now what we do, uh, Solomon had 30 proverbs. That's more than any other subject other than wisdom. 30 proverbs on communication. Mm. Communication today is the number one problem in business. Uh, all areas of business, not just sales and marketing. It's the number one problem with relationships, with how people treat one another. It's a huge problem. CEOs recognize the number one problem, communication. It's the number one problem in marriage. 
It's the number one problem in parenting. Yet Solomon answers all the problems, all the questions. He gives us all the answers we need to become an effective and, and loving and persuasive communicator. What happened was I learned these secrets from Solomon and then I needed a mentor. And Gary Smalley mentored me in four communication techniques that allowed me to do what Solomon said. So in this series, we don't just read Proverbs. It's not a sermon. We get, it's really a mentoring series. So it's how to apply those to the areas that I want. And communication, I know when Amy Smalley's with us later this week, um, we're gonna hit communication because that's a key in their counseling ministry. But we can solve all communication problems. And it's, it, it's in, in the book huge. Betty and I wrote on marriage, living in love, we talked about open, honest communication as being the major key in a meaningful relationship, in a lasting relationship. And that's true, isn't it? It is. And see, people don't even know where to start. See, like with a man and a woman, and we get into this, right away you have a gender difference. Men typically, 90% of all men are left brain dominant. That's the analytical side. Women, 90% of all women are right brain dominant. That's the feeling and visual side. Now we have a communication problem. Betty says, James, I don't think you ought to do this with that person. And you say, why? She doesn't have a logical reason, but her spirit is picking up on something that you're not picking up on. But you're left brain dominant, so you say, well, I, don't, I, I just don't see that, Betty. This person's a nice person and this and that. And so right away there's a conflict. Well, there's one communication technique, and we teach it. It's called emotional word pictures that bridges left brain and right brain. So she gives you a picture. She tells you a little story. All of a sudden it fires up the right side of your brain, and you go, whoa, now I see what you're saying. And she didn't have to get logical. She just had to enable you to feel what she's feeling and to emotionally and spiritually, hopefully, see what she's seeing. See, well, that, without that one little technique, you can't do it. Well, and a lot of communication, too, depends on being good listeners, don't you think? It starts listen, out listen, there. And listen to the heart. It starts out with listening. Because I know that a lot of marriages run into trouble because they say, well, oh, well, I listen, you know, communication. I, I communicate with I tell her what I think and what mm -hmm. I, you know. It's mm -hmm. all them spewing out all the... In fact, that's what Solomon says is foolish communication mm -hmm. is the one who speaks so the right before they listen. Yeah. Yeah. It says a fool answers before he hears. Wow. A wise man hears first. The key to communication, we teach all of this in here, the foundation is, uh, has nine things to it. Well, the foundation, the cement of the foundation is learning your frame of reference. If I want to communicate with you, well, how do I know Betty's frame of reference? I have to ask questions yeah. and listen before I ever speak. Mm -hmm. See, now people don't, that's not natural, but that's wise. And that's what we do in this whole series. We not only get into the strategies and the wisdom behind everything we do, but then we give the specific skill sets and techniques. Uh, Solomon says, for example, he says, a wise man trains his mouth and adds persuasiveness to his lips. The word in the Hebrew for train is bridle. He bridles his tongue. He shuts his mouth first, not last, and then adds persuasiveness, not manipulation. He says a wise man makes knowledge acceptable, but in the Hebrew, the word is tastes good. Wow. See, if I offer you a sauerkraut with sour milk on it, you take one taste and you don't want to receive it. But I offer you a Hershey 
a bite of a Hershey chocolate bar and then I set it down and I go out, guess what? The rest of the bar will be gone before I get back because it tastes so good. And there's a way we can do that with our communication. We make wisdom and knowledge taste good. Changes everything. I don't know that there's a bigger focal point of the enemies, the deceivers, assault than on communication. Absolutely. To disrupt it. I know that in the first probably six months of our marriage, and we've had times that we had plenty of reason to uh, have a challenge. Most mm-hmm. of the people sitting watching on television say, she living with one, baby. <laughs> well, you know she had a challenge. Y'all had lots of them. Okay, no question. But in the first six months, I would say that, that you know, we dated for, we actually dated four years. Mm. That I would say communication was the biggest thing the enemy attacked. He would even get it to where she wouldn't even talk. She'd just go to the other room. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I followed her there and said, this is not how we're going to do it. You know, we're going to talk. And we're going to confront, we're going to deal with issues, and, you know, she's pouty. But the point was, I made my point, I was determined, I was a determined communicator, right? Yes, we, This wasn't going to work, you know, it, but it wasn't going to work. <clears throat> and really, the truth is, though, we began to communicate. You know, the beautiful thing about it is now, uh, this woman communicates to me, and I'm supposed to know, well, you know, great speakers and communicators and leaders. This woman communicates with me so beautifully, and even on television, she doesn't like to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. We have to encourage her. You know, we're <laughs> over here signaling, come on in, Betty, come on in. And everybody loves to hear, but when she shares, she communicates. Amen. She didn't just say some words, She's and our heart's communicating. <clears throat> so I think it's important for people to understand. Steve, I believe God's given you wonderful wisdom. Mm-hmm. I praise the Lord for the way that wisdom flows. And I hope everyone that's in this studio and everyone watching will get Proverbs power and and give us an opportunity to give you this series. Would you say thanks to Steve for the wisdom that he shared with us? <clears throat> the inside and every, 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 everything that you've published has been such a tremendous pleasure. Thank you, James. And I want to thank you for it. And then I want to say this to all of you and those of you here who pray for us and who support us. And those of you who are watching perhaps for the first time or some of you watched us a lot. And by the way, you can't watch life today till the end and not make a difference, a powerful, positive difference in someone's life unless you just say, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know where there's a need or I don't want to know where there's a problem I could solve. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want every problem you face to be solved if someone could, well, here's the deal. You can. I'm not exaggerating. So I want you to look and I want you to see, yes, a serious problem, like you also have them, but here's one you can solve perfectly, really, even miraculously, with the power of love. Because it's love, love that never fails. Watch. It really just breaks my heart how the children in this village know what it means to have an empty bowl. Because empty bowls mean empty stomachs. And empty stomachs mean going to bed night after night, suffering from the pain of hunger, starvation, malnutrition, and ultimately death. The graves are full, full of children, precious little lives, children who have a name, children who mean so much 
to their family, children whose lives are stolen, simply because they didn't have enough food. We can change that. We can end that pain. We can end the suffering of children going to bed at night with the pain of hunger. We can end the cycle of death of mother burying child because she wasn't able to give them enough food. It's so easy to change it. Please give the gift of life to these children and fill their empty bowls. Well, that's precisely what you do. I was even watching, this is the lead missionary over all of Africa. Peter Pretorius, we've been working with him and his wife, Anne, and all the thousands of workers uh, that are part of the mission outreach. And that's his son, that's Isak. And I'm looking, Betty, at the, you know, the soup being portioned out, the nutritious mix. And there are all those colorful bowls that you, somebody like you, just like I said a moment ago, you who are part of a miracle, you watched us taking old rusty cans that they would bring, all sizes, all different kinds of containers. Most of them appeared to be very uh, unsanitary and sometimes plastic bags and the hot porridge mix would burn through the bag and you'd watch them drop down in the dirt and start scooping up the mix right out of the dirt that went through the back. And you know what you said? Why don't you give them some bowls? Some of our <laughs> viewers said, how about heat resistant bowls? Because they saw little children pull their hand back because the, the hot soup in the tin can burned their little hands. See, that's what love does, Betty. Love looks and sees a need and then asks, can I meet it? Can it be met? Could I help meet it? Here's the deal. Now think about what I'm saying. This is not an exaggeration. We've got 400,000 children that are right now malnourished in various locations throughout Africa. Many you'll see were there in Angola and places like that. And when you see these children, the missionaries full of love and compassion who planted their life in the midst of that pain are saying, let's feed them, let's get them healthy, let's get them back on their feet and let's give them a life. And it changes everything. And those missionaries lead these people to Christ because they've seen the love of God. Before they hear about it, they see it. So here's what you can do. Now, this is the truth. For $30, hard to believe, but it's true, Betty. $50 or $100, you can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next several months. That is not an exaggeration. And in a matter of months, six months to a year, it stabilizes everything. It's like a miracle, a God-breathed miracle through you. So would you right now go online or would you dial that number, take the time to get your bank card, go get it. Don't miss the number if you have to write it down. But I want you to call and take that card and say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed 10 children. You say, why didn't you say three? 
because I'm always going to ask you to reach above and beyond what you might first think. And a lot of times we have a tendency to kind of downsize in the wrong way. So I'm always going to try to stretch. But let me tell you something. If you help three with a gift of $30, that's huge to those three. There's no small gift. It's huge. It's life-changing, life-giving. 30, 50, or 100, three, five, or 10 children, you could very well save their lives and point them to Christ. Encourage those missionaries. $1,000, and some of you can do it. You can feed 100. We have some gifts to send you. We want to send you the power of Proverbs. Any gift, we're sending you the very first lesson on communication with a study guide. And then the other lessons, if you'll make a gift of $100 or more. We have the beautiful Thomas Kincaid canvas painting. It's beautiful, framed, that will send you the bridge of faith. Because for many, you give $1,000, you say, well, that's a big step of faith. But look what it does. Look what it does for 100 children. And likely, very likely, it changes everything. Would you dial that number right now? Or would you go online and make the gift God put on your heart? We have a gift to bless you. The wisdom God freely offers, we're going to try to make available to you in a transformative way. Thank you so much for making the gift. Thank you for doing it. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great. And without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest hit areas of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power, Successful Communication. This powerful CD series, along with Study Guide featuring Stephen K. Scott, unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library featuring five power-packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity, and much more. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. I hope you're excited about being a blessing. I'm telling you, Betty and I live excited because we find great joy in seeking to be a blessing in someone's life. I have so much fun talking to people about Jesus. And by the way, it works when they believe you care. Mm -hmm. Not just that you're talking religion, you care about them. We want to send you Proverbs power. I'm telling you, the wisdom of God changes far more than you could ever imagine. Would you join Betty and me saying thanks to Steve? He's going to be back with us with other guests. And we're going to be talking about the power of wisdom, Proverbs power. Thanks for watching. Oh, you can hear me cry, see my dreams all die.
What do we want in a relationship? Do we want to win or do we want to have a great relationship? Amy Smalley and Stephen Scott apply Proverbs power to communication tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.